0: Big Conversations, Little Bar, with your hosts Randy Florence and Patrick Evans. Featuring candid conversations with the Coachella Valley's most interesting and influential people. Pull up a bar stool and enjoy Big Conversations, Little Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Big Conversations. Stop, stop, Stop. Whoa! I
1: have to make an announcement. Oh no, no. Today's a very special day. Finish up, what's your name?
0: I'm Patrick Evans, and that is my co-host and dear friend and interrupter, interrupter. extraordinaire. Randy Today, Lawrence.
1: my co-host received an Emmy nomination for outstanding achievement in morning news. Patrick Evans, oh, wow. congratulations! Wow. Congrats! Now I'm work. saying this morning, but this could air three years from now, so I'm not exactly sure when it's they're going Some time
0: ago, a long time ago in a Galaxy, far, galaxy far, away. far,
1: Far Away. Congratulations, yeah, this buddy. Is,
0: uh, this is our morning newscast second nomination for for an Emmy. We won the first time out. The uh, This will air well after the awards are given out. We'll, we'll know uh, in a couple of weeks when the uh, Emmys take place at the West of Mission Hills in Rancho Mirage. So. It's pretty cool, and I'm thrilled that you let me sit this close to you. <laughs> Well, I am told that once one wins his second Emmy, Randy Florence has to buy you drinks for life. So I'm I'm very excited about that. I'm more excited about the fact that we have a, a, a terrific member of our Coachella Valley community as our guest today. Vince Where? Battaglia. Where, Where? Where is Where? <laughs> it, When is this person showing he's up? showing up right after you finish, Vince. Very good. great. Thank, thank you.
2: Wow, I don't think I've ever been so, so honored. <laughs> my energy i gotta tell you, this is uh, we were talking about this before this is a great setup this this hey if anyone gets invited to come down to at two o'clock in the afternoon on a tuesday afternoon to
1: skips i got Cabernet in front of us we're uh this is fantastic day drinking is a thing when it involves podcasts this is wonderful this is, this is this is what the missing ingredient was
0: as i pointed out for for a long time i'm in morning news so if i don't day drink i don't get to drink so it has to happen <laughs> uh, i get right. off the air at one o'clock so <laughs> it's a fair game after that, Vince. We're delighted to have you. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It, and uh, in full disclosure, I am also a Renova Energy client and customer. Yes, we have twenty four mm-hmm. Renova panels uh, on on our roof. Good at our at our home in Cathedral City, and we're very very happy with the system. But uh, I think really. There were two reasons that you came to our mind as a guest, and, and one of them was simply the, the relevance of solar and renewables and the longevity that you've enjoyed in the valley, but also your presence on the other side of coin you're not just a you don't just operate a company but you're also very involved in the community uh, you do a lot of charity work uh, nice. through through Renova yep. and so you have a great presence here in the community but it's just a nice chance to find out a little bit more about you and I'm delighted to be here with Randy my co-host who interrupted us earlier but <laughs> <laughs> the floor is yours sir yes. well
1: thank you I'm t- typically and I'm referred to as a sidekick yeah. so yeah. that's when it slides into the sidekick only time. by
0: everybody else never by everybody. me <laughs> and, and then Never in front of you, Correct. so You know, I told you
1: before we started that this wasn't just going to be a show about Renova. We wanted to be an episode about Vince. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, Thank you. So I don't know how that's going to work out. <laughs> well, it might be a really short one. Pretty short much, wind, it's going to be very. short. We may short. move into Renova like, pretty quickly. Like but we, we
2: said, it's the pod and
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> just a little about me, very little. But this is all I do. Got is. to
1: a place here in the in the desert mm. where everybody knows the name. Everybody knows the name Renova. Now, but you were born and raised in Oceanside, New York. Yep. How'd right. you get here?
2: Uh, my father was born in Italy, ended up in New York at seven years old, went through Ellis Island, uh, met my, my mom uh, on Long Island, on Long Island for <laughs> Long all G- of G- you. For, you're a Jersey boy, so <laughs> Long Island. They met uh, in the 60s, had my sister, had me, had my younger brother. And then my father was uh, working with uh, in the um, defense industry. So he was on the Stealth Bomber Project, and so that wow. took us across the U.S. I never knew what he did. It was a secretive thing, but we moved to many... I went to three different high schools and, and experienced life in many different states. Ended up in California in the early 80s.
1: and uh, So your yeah. dad literally couldn't talk to you about what he was doing? Literally couldn't. I had no idea what he was doing. That no. is... Uh, so... Am I
2: okay? <laughs>
1: you're, you're, you're
2: good. Okay, good. <laughs> I was <getting laughs> yeah, Randy's one. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't. Uh, yeah, he never, never told us. And um, my dad's still working, eighty four years old, and wow. he's yeah, he's That's still remarkable. consulting for Northrop Corporation. Um, Where in their-
0: Italy did your father? immigrate from?
2: He came from a, a little town in between Naples and Rome called Castellamare de Stabia. It's right on the ocean. And during the Second World War, his town was uh, occupied by first the Nazis, and then when he was a three-year-old, and then by American soldiers. And so he was brought up uh, in remembering... I mean, he's got some wonderful stories. He about, talked about that, huh? Yeah, yeah, about all the things that happened to him when he was young. And then my uh, his father passed away. His father was an officer. Michelle gun cavalry officer in North Africa with the Italians, the Italian army under the fascists and he was unfortunately shot off of uh, they were using camels and he was shot off a camel they sent him to rome to recover and he passed of pneumonia in the hospital in rome oh, wow. and so his mother uh, maria was uh, left with you know his, the oldest son my father and his brother joseph and she wanted to get them out of the out of italy it was all it was just ravaged their town was flattened and uh, she met an American serviceman. She fell in love. She took the two boys, and they came to uh, came to America. And my father worked his way up from from that, absolutely having nothing and the things that his mom had to do in order to keep them going in New York. Uh, they moved to Jamaica, Queens, and he had a really rough time uh, when he was uh, as a young Italian immigrant, but he's a brilliant guy, absolutely brilliant. This is brilliant kind of the man.
1: American story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, I mean, everything it's, I've read about history was about your dad coming through Ellis Island. Yeah, well,
2: the things I was most
1: fascinated yeah. by, my father lived. Wow. And so
2: it was cool when he, uh, I, I'm glad he he moved out here full-time with my mom. They've been married 60 years now, and they moved full-time out to uh, Rancho Mirage. So it's fun to have them around now because it's fun to have my dad pop by, you know, the corporate offices. And, and he always reminds me. And... Who gave you this opportunity? (laughs) I had to come through Ellis Island to give you this opportunity. Now you have 300 plus employees and all that. Just in case you don't remember. Just in case I don't remember, (laughs) right? Like uh, every time I don't, you know, on a weekend or uh, he's just calling me constantly and and, uh, wants to be involved with Renova. (laughs) And he's the biggest pain in the ass. So he, he comes <laughs> over and everyone's like, you know, your father said that I was not engineering this correctly. I wasn't doing the design right. I'm like, hey, Pop, leave everybody alone. Will you, we'll what do you to- take from your dad? Um, my drive is what I take from him. He is, uh, he's the guy He would get us up every morning at 4.45, 5 o'clock in the morning. And uh, from that your day begins and you don't go to bed until everything is picked up and cleaned up and uh, then you pass out and you wake up rinse and repeat <laughs> and that's him that's him and it's it's because of his struggle uh, coming over you so, know yeah. uh, my
0: that's grandfather great. shares that history he came through Ellis Island huh. Huh. and does your father look back fondly at Italy my grandfather never wanted to return and never did
2: really really Ah, One quick story on this, my father didn't return until 1963. And he came back as a young engineering student. Brought a bunch of his buddies, and this always tears me up inside. I'll, I'll not cry on the podcast,
0: but oh, his story is—you'd uh, be the first guest not to. I mean, it's is is that right? Yeah. yeah. But if you stop twisting my, you know, <laughs> you know, stop pinching me, maybe I would. I would. You
2: cry? To stab you in the eye with a straw. <laughs> exactly. But we make yeah, like cried
1: naturally. On <laughs> yeah, the that's, show. that's what right. I meant.
2: <laughs> naturally. Naturally. What what he uh, went back in '63 with a bunch of his college buddies, and he went back to his hometown and. And he said, uh, "You know, he landed. The place was still flattened, and he saw a bunch of his neighbors who had grown up to be taxi drivers or just generally hustlers because the government was
0: was not. There was no safety net. Yeah. There was no support. There've been something like sixty eight governments in Italy since, Absol- World War II. I mean, since no, the just, Second World War, yeah. right?
2: Right. So all this, swi- you know, swapping back and forth." And they were looking at him like this golden boy because, you know, he had survived and gone back to America. And they were making fun of his accent and everything else. But he was trying to embrace them, like, you're my people. I left you, you're my people. Well, they weren't really having any of that because he had left and gone to the other side of the ocean. But after that experience, he flew home. And his stepfather who was an American, he was this American soldier who, who his mother had, had married. He had no respect for, you know, growing up because he didn't understand the sacrifice that man went through, you know, bringing a, a, a lady and her, her boys to the States and, and, and getting them to, to acclimate. And my father gave him a big hug. And, and just, you know, when I think about it, he, he, uh, my father doesn't cry. <laughs> and he said he teared up and he was crying. He said, you know, Jerry, thank you so much. For, for saving us, because that is not a life back there. He
0: saw his future. He saw his future. What would have been if had he not left?
2: So he yeah. makes sure that we understand that, and we've traveled back several times to his town, and most of the of his relatives have passed away. I mean, they, they people die at, at in their forties and fifties, and, yeah. and it's just normal in in that part of the world. And so he wants us to understand that you know we were very fortunate.
1: It's I mean, got to you know, be pretty emotional going back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, even to this day he goes back and he'll stand at certain places and he, just, he gets very emotional with it. And he's not an emotional guy. And to have him tear up. And so those things, you know, are, that's a part of my character you know and so when i get the utility or you know my battles my last name battaglia is, it literally means fighter and vince is actually a verb of vince vince is to fight so it's 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 you know it or it's a victory, victory. over battle you know to vince is to you know and so my father taught me that you don't have that name for no damn good reason. You, you're you supposed to be on that path. And so it's funny to talk about that, but when I was younger, I always was trying to prove myself. I've been in too many scrapes, you know, in my life and my father said, you're not supposed to physically fight, you idiot. <laughs> you're, you're, you're supposed to fight with, with what you've been given, and you've been given a chance to to grow in this country, and I'm not going to let you throw that away. And so that shaped a lot of the way that I am, and that's what Renault is so when I have the utility, or I have other local, you know, people who want to compete and compete in a nefarious way. I don't. <laughs> I in trouble. I won't put
0: up with that <laughs>
2: crap. So just, you know, just you know, let y'all know.
0: There was a time, and I, I don't think that time is now anymore. But there was a time where uh, there. There was money available for for renewables and startups mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, and a lot of people jumped on a bandwagon right. that weren't really dedicated to the industry per se, but they were dedicated to making an easy buck, whether it was selling a system right. or getting getting a little tax break and a little government assistance. Right. You guys have withstood that, and then you've seen a lot of companies come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. How long ago did you start Renova? It, right. Because you guys were ahead of the curve on this.
2: It was. Uh, so, in 2005, I could see the writing on the wall with the economy that was was rapidly sinking. I was a part of the real estate industry, so I was a commercial real estate broker working with CB Richard Ellis, and uh, and uh, shout out to all the CB Richard people; they were great people to me. But I could see that we we weren't able to make deals in 2005, and it was it was one day I was at the Starbucks that used to uh, exist at uh, right now at the Whole Foods Center. Uh, there's a, an ice cream shop there now, and that oh, used yeah. to be a Starbucks. And I would, I would sit there and, you know, I would read the paper and have my coffee and figure out what am I going to do in this industry? This, this real estate industry is just not going anywhere for me. Um, I like to make the deals. I put together the, the Walmart, the Super Walmart at Monterey. And, but they were few and far between. But I love. I've been here since 1999, and so I just love this community, and I, wanna st- I wanted to stay here. Well, lo and behold, the Sunday paper says that uh, University of California, Riverside, will be opening up a satellite, and they offer an MBA, MBA program. So on that Monday, I went down and I applied, and I was the first student accepted to the first master's program at, at our satellite campus at Cook and, wow. and Frank Sinatra. So the cohort were 21 students, and by the end of our first year of 2000, so I basically quit everything. I sold off everything that I had, and I focused on this MBA program. This was 2005 to 2006. And in 06, they said, you know, you're going to have to create a master's thesis uh, and and defend it at the end of 2006 into 2007, so you have to start a business. And I looked around, and I, I had... My previous life, I lived in Russia from nineteen from the early nineteen nineties, ninety two until ninety nine. What and took you to
0: Russia? That Not was, was another series. Yeah, of, we're we're going to talk yeah.
1: about your film and TV career. Yeah, in a that few was minutes, all.
2: But go ahead. All there. That was just because I was. I'm a terrible student. I'm a horrible <laughs> student. And in order for me to get out of school at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo in ninety two. I had to talk my way into getting 10 uh, credits by going on this trip to Moscow. And that was... I didn't know where I was going. I had no... I was stupid Twenty, He didn't know he was old. in Russia. I had no idea. I thought it was Moscow, Texas. I had no idea. And here we are. It's cold as shit. And I don't... I have no
1: idea what I'm doing. Those aren't and the accents I expected. No,
0: and I said, yeah. I mean, well, they're speaking a different
2: language. What the hell? I heard of Southern drawl, but this is crazy. So, so yeah. So, I went from there... Um, I decided to stay in Moscow and and I grew a company there. I had a television and and radio and and all sorts of cool, we did music videos, we did uh, construction, uh, really a lot of great things in seven years. And then I could see their economy was faltering Yeltsin was dying. Yeah. Putin was coming in. And so I left in 99. I landed here in the desert. My parents had a little condo. I had really long hair. I was speaking Russian. I didn't know what I was, <laughs> what my next move was and uh, shaved all my hair off and start and understood this community was a real root community. And I wanted to be a part of this community. So I worked at real estate. I would, my first jobs were for 15 bucks every four-by-four post, I would plant uh, real estate signs for different realtors, and I did that for about a year just trying to to scrape money together. This was in 2000, 2001. Then, like I say, 2005, the master's program comes along.
0: And so you end up with your master's degree. Get my
2: master's, and my thesis was, was Renova. This was the business I was going to build. So in that year, I I used the word renovable, which means renewables in Spanish, cut that short to renova, and then built a brand and thought, well, I hope this gets me an A. And then, <laughs> and then I that all of a sudden, I defended it in 2007. I had, I opened up, I had a little condo on Ryeway Place up off of Grapevine and I had no storage. I had a carport, an open carport, so I would drive the solar panels into the carport Take them down by hand and then park the truck so nobody would take the you know this were like Hewlett and Packard. That was working it working out of your garage. It wasn't even the yeah. damn garage. Whenever anyone says to me, that a was like an it was a
1: carport. There were only one. it was one <laughs> my wall. Dream was <laughs> to have a garage. <laughs> it was my
2: dream if I would have had three more walls, <laughs> maybe even a door.
0: So so that
2: was how that began, and we built three systems in the first year yep. in 2006, and now we did last year about a little over 71 million dollars in revenue, and we have 300. Hundred and thirty employees now. This year, we'll do over a hundred million in revenue. We just opened up in Arizona, uh, in Tucson, and then we're going next up to Northern Arizona, in Prescott. And then we're going over to Nevada. And we were invested in by a company called SunPower. Right? Right. And SunPower took a 10%. And they management. manufacture
0: the panels, That's right, correctly.
2: yep. And they, they are uh, the best company out there. And I've stuck with them for 11 years. And uh, it was it was, it was was good because they're all about quality. And it wasn't about a quick sale. And where you were going before, before I interrupted you with this ridiculous story. No, it okay. was eight minutes ago. You were right on, right on point. There were incentives. Everyone was like, this is a cool. Trend. let's jump into this i can make my range rover payment and then i'll go on to timeshares or something yeah. and this uh, it the bug bit me and i did i wrote a book in 2015 called cut the cord which literally means just cut from the electric utility which is what we're doing for available
1: people available on amazon Bob.
2: available on amazon thank you cut and the cord and as a part of that which research as part of the research I discovered, I didn't even discover this when I was researching for the master's program for the for the original Renova and the business plan, but I discovered back in the uh, late 1840s, solar was starting to, to pick up, and the very first person in the world to get a patent for anything solar related was a guy named Alessandro Battaglia, and he came from right outside of my father's town, called wow. a, a place called Capua. And I'm like, pop. There's this guy, Alessandro. He goes, yeah. There's a lot of battalions in that area. I'm like, Dad. But how many of them got into solar, for God's sake? So I, I'm a weird person. I take things as a universe talking, and I took that as a sign that, yeah, yeah, your your own path here. There's something here, and so thanks to Alessandro and his uh, his patent, he he. Uh, he was at the University of Genoa, and so my sister and I, when we traveled back to Italy about five, six years ago, we went to, to trace his steps and uh, yeah, find out, you know, we saw his patent, we saw all that cool wow. stuff. So, yeah, so it's kind of a, for me, it's a purposeful, it's a purposeful
1: thing. You, you said something a minute ago about <clears throat> um, the importance of the community. You wanted to get to know the community. Yeah. Were you raised like that? Was that something that was important to your parents? Wow. Damn! Now I know he's no sidekick. He's
2: got some potent. I had never been asked that before. Don't let him.
0: Don't let him know that though. Yeah, no, you're right. I
2: shouldn't. Let's. Can we? We can. We'll business, we can cut that. We'll, out. we'll edit that. out, questions we'll cut out.
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> The business card says sidekick. How <laughs> oh, funny! It's just
2: like beep 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 beep. Um, yeah, it's a great I question. Trying to figure out where it came from. It, it um it's was my desire to put roots down because we had moved around so much, mm-hmm. and I have cousins on the East Coast who are like, why Why does your father make you guys travel? away from New York, and he's got you in Washington, D.C., and in Chicago, and, and you're all over the place. And we were known as the weird you know, cousins because we were the West Coast battalions. Nobody does that on the East Coast. So you, your father's travel is you go New York to Florida when you're ready to retire. A
0: hundred percent true.
2: So us coming to California just seemed so strange. But he strange. wasn't taking
1: you to little villages. You were going no. to Washington and Chicago. True.
2: That's true, but but I also missed. You know, I'm a I'm a Cancer. In case anyone knows about signs, here, I'm a Cancer. And we like home, you know, we are those sensitive beings. I like to set up a home environment, you know, that's my thing. That's why if you look at the corporate center, it's, yeah, it's there to be recognized and it's there to be a nice open venue for for showing people what solar is and, and inviting, but I also make sure that the colors, you know, and the, and the feel and there are textures, it's not all steel and it, it's there to be a home for, for the, you know, for the Renovians, we call it, by the way... <laughs> Called I Renovians. love that. Yeah, I wanted that. We, thats an internal type thing. But now you you are all a part of it. So for Renovians, I like to to create uh, that family. And about oh, nearly seventy percent of Renovians are, uh, are are in the Hispanic community from El Salvador, from Mexico, and they are so close in 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 family belief as Italians. Yes, we we are so similar that even the colors of our flags are very very close you know we're just very similar in personality and in temperament and so it's fun to discuss La Familia you know it's fun and that, that just has a lot of meaning to me and I think a lot of companies forget that when the pandemic came most companies believed to you know, pull the cord and kick everybody out and make the company survive. And for Renova, it was a completely different thing. I rallied everybody around. That s- s- dumbass governor came out and 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 sorry about that. I know we shouldn't get political, but <laughs> but he came the out. News
0: expressed are, no, yeah, um,
2: yeah. Came out and told everybody. You know, you, you, go home, close up. What are you, an idiot? I mean, why would you do that to people? You can't. First of all, first of all, people need something to do. You have to provide for them a sense of purpose. And you can't just just knee-jerk everything. And so that was a major screw-up. But all that aside, you have to show genuine concern for other people before you you show any concern at all for yourself. And that's the way Renova has grown. And I'm lucky I I don't have any... Children, you know, I don't have a wife. Vernova is is those are my children. That's my wife. That's my girlfriend. That's my that's you know it's everything. The passion comes across in town. I yeah. mean, honestly, you yeah, and you I remain one of the most
0: eligible bachelors in town.
2: Yeah, well, but then then you also you remember though we're in a small town. Yes, you can't. It's a double edged sword, man. It, it you want to go mess around, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> you you want to well, well, so you got to be. You you know this. <laughs> I was just going to Vince was named.
1: You, <laughs> you were named as one of the. Uh, top ten uh, businessmen in the Coachella Valley in 2018. Uh, yeah, that was
2: that was. Uh that was Rancher Mirage, right?
1: And that was just was before you were named as People Magazine's sexiest man right, in America. Right, where Brad Pitt and I shared that cover. <laughs> it,
2: uh, it was yeah. a pain in the That photo shoot, shit, fucking guy's a jerk. What he really doing? He, <laughs> he, and, and really, what did he do with <laughs> his what life? What did he do? What did he, what did do? he do? You built a company. Uh, you know what? Yes. I was about to say the same thing. I'm glad we shared that. You
1: built a company and you're good looking. He's just good looking. And all he is is good looking, right? That's it. That's man, that's this, it. this wine is starting to kick that's, in. <laughs> he hasn't had like
2: I just compared
1: myself to
0: Brad Pit, what the hell? Uh, now, with, we're going to talk uh, about
1: for about 20 minutes about IID, uh, since that's we? where I live. Are uh, we? But that'll <laughs> be just a few minutes. Um, <laughs> you are go. so proud of that campus uh, yeah, yeah. that you built there on Cook. Talk about that for a minute, because in my previous position at the chamber, yeah, you and we, I were talking about that a lot, and I was really excited about being part of the opening. Yeah, where yes. are you with it now?
2: And by the way, thank you for
1: being one of the only... You're You're not... A, you're not
2: you're involved in politics, but you're not political. And one of the nicest things that happened was your recognition when you were in, in that position when there was, I don't know if anyone knows, that your entire organization got eviscerated during the pandemic. Yeah. This man was bottle washer. He was, he he was, was a the bottle buyer. And charge, and <laughs> he, was yeah. the, yep, he was coffee guy. And for you to take the time out when you, did, you were spread totally, totally thin and to recognize Renova and to recognize me and take your time out that, that meant a lot to me at that time because everyone had gone away I couldn't get the attention of uh, the only one I can give massive kudos to who's a politician in a sense is Jan Harnick absolutely love Jan and, and you two, I will always remember that two and a half years that went by through that, that dark period where you, you guys just made me feel like, all right, there's there's still people out there, you know? There's still community members who care.
1: You know, I was doing the same thing. I was looking for those people in the community who still cared about the community, and you were one of those people. But you so. gave recognition.
2: You. Like, you yeah. used your position to, to step out of the office and get out into the air, and you didn't mask up, and you didn't, and it was beautiful. I so. forgot
1: how awesome I was. i
2: you really? look at some of that. <laughs> yeah, but then <laughs> when you <laughs> said you were departing, I'm thinking after he just fucking saved
0: this whole organization. Well, and but it almost it, killed him. I mean, yeah, like, yeah,
2: there is that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he
0: did, they did. Well, you passed out at Fashion Week.
1: Well, yeah, but it, ah! I'll oh, do wow. anything for some news, for a little attention. <laughs> what? Everything else I was doing wasn't getting me any attention. <laughs> you so you really? I just dropped did, to the ground. Did you really? Oh yeah. You've never really lived. A good life until you wake up with a 260 pound sheriff about to give you mouth to mouth. Oh no! Yeah, that. Wow. That'll. That. <laughs> you will see religion really fast. What, what I was point. impressed by was your meg <laughs> What religion? <laughs> he was. He said, "Go ahead." I did. Yeah. I was
2: about to say. I the want the end too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got to get your name first. That's all.
1: <laughs> name and badge number, sir. Name and badge and number. And yeah. Go right ahead. <laughs> Lay it on me. Thank you for that. <laughs> Hey, by the way, There's one of the nothing wrong problem. with that. <laughs> nothing we would. I am have done. very happy to keep talking about me, so, but let's, let's move back been. to Ben's for a moment. Uh, no. no, let's
2: let's last not. I've never had a two hundred
1: pounds cop. And no, I'm not asking
2: for any of your listeners if you're a 200. <laughs> we can reenact
1: an no. anything no, we on this podcast. Uh, last Cut year less. you and Jan did something that was pretty cool. Yes. You put a recognition day together for outdoor workers. Yeah, right on. Yeah. 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 First of all, how did that go? And second of all, Very good. are we going to see it again?
2: We are. So that was, was a young lady who I have to give a shout-out to, and Emily Langenbahn. Yeah. And Emily is a god. She's a I god. I work with her. She's awesome. <laughs> and and. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Tom Kirk, I'm after you, buddy. I'm gunning for you because he stole her from me. Uh. But, but he's the only one I would allow take her from me because she went to CVAG and she's heading up to sustainability or she's working in their sustainability group and there could not be a better person. And this upsets me as well. I get teary over her because she was one of my absolute favorite mentees. She picked up everything like a sponge. I had for two years the, the you know the honor to work with her. And now, now CVAG gets her and thank God because now she can spread what we are doing to a much wider audience. So she, uh, it was Langenbaum's idea. Ems came up with this great idea to support not just Renova's you know, uh, teams that are out on rooftops at 120 to 140 degrees, but also the Burtek folks, any gardener, you know anyone who's out? We, folks forget. They, we lock our doors and shut our shades and <laughs> turn, turn the air conditioners. Right. Right. right, right. And there's these people. Yeah. we complain I remember, about. This. I think.
0: I think you. I know Jan, but I'm sure you and Jan both came on Eye on the Desert. To yes, talk we about did that. exactly yes. right. We
2: were on the. Yep, we were on the show to to. And so every year, uh, it, it's held in July. And what we do is the idea is you take ice creams and and you take watermelons and you take water and you just we drive around in the Renova vehicles and we hand out to everyone who's outside at a certain time of the day. And we don't want to make it like it's as glorious, you get a t-shirt and, a, you know, a membership. It's, it's just taking care of other humans and taking care of them because of what they're doing. If without outdoor workers in this valley, the valley would friggin' shut down. It's not just a matter of driving around in a car and having your air conditioner on and wish that you can, you, can, you know, cut that tree down or make sure that, that that, you know, road is clear. There are people who actually perform those duties. And yeah, if they get out at 5, you know, 4.35 in the morning, they can get the work done. But no one, you now, not everybody is going to get out at 4.30 and 5. So by noon, you're still out there and exposed to the elements. So that's, that's one of the ways. And, and it started with us being cognizant of our own people, and then seeing our Burtek friends, and then seeing just just gardeners, private gardeners, pool people. You know, they, yeah, you're around water all day as a pool person. But you're you not in it. You're not in it. <laughs> you're well, not in you it. You can't jump in it. I mean, and, you know, so so that's just something that's an indigenous um, issue, but with a solution. Just recognizing these folks and and letting them know that hey, you know, we we got you. It's fun to watch. A lot of the gardeners will go. Um, we were installing a system in Bighorn, and uh, with you know, the gardeners around Bighorn, we were actually told initially by the folks at Bighorn not to feed, or <laughs> it was like, don't, don't feed the animals. Are you fucking kidding me? Not so we were stopping all along the way, and we were giving bottles of water, and the guys were just so thankful you know they were so. You
1: know I'm sorry, the Bighorn people are going to be pissed at me. Well, here's the red wine for you. <laughs> that was talking,
2: but they were they were telling. Renova
1: can take over the Bighorn sponsorship on our show. Mm. That's right. God, I hope you didn't have it because you don't have it anymore. <laughs> but but that's that is. Uh, I think we
2: just all need to be more cognizant of what goes on in our valley for three months out of the year. It's, yeah,
0: it's, and more than three months, really. Uh, it, yeah. It's it's remarkable the work, and I watched your crew. It took about three days for them to do the install at our house, and not not a big system, but you know, up on the roof yeah. first thing in the morning. Yeah, and and actually, we did our install during the pandemic. I was working from home. Ah, I was broadcasting from the house. No
2: kidding. How'd they do? How were oh, the, they? Were, the they did great. They did okay. great.
0: Uh, I mean, like I would go up and like, okay, I'm on the air now, so, and they would good. Uh, but they were <laughs> yeah. they were terrific about it. But you know, it was it's tough duty. <laughs> And I think it's really important to recognize because, and as you point out, it's it, not just the solar workers, but, you know, the guys driving around those Burtek trucks and, yeah. and all the things that go on yep. in yep. our it's, valley it's that, that we sort of overlook, like, oh, okay, well, the gardener came today. That's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. because a lot, Or a we were lot lot annoyed us. because of the sound at 6.30 right. in the morning. And then you <laughs> start,
2: and you call police. This is what we found out from the sheriff's department. Right. They get calls on Saturdays and Sundays. Well, you know, these folks are working six and seven days. A week, yeah,
1: And do you yeah. want them out there at 3 in the afternoon Right, when it's 120? And
2: you know what? Right. Most people are like, eh, you know what? I wouldn't see him then. It doesn't bother my day. <laughs> Bullshit. Right. And and it, that, that's when you start to see really the makeup of our community here where we get, I would say, 30, 40, 50% of the people who are actively living out here in the summer come from somewhere else. Yeah. And, and they just don't. They just don't know. They don't know. They just think that life... Goes on just like it did in Newport Beach, or you know, and usually it's an older crowd of folks who've moved out here from somewhere else. They've, and if anyone's listening and they fall into that category, I'm not trying to upset you, I'm just trying to get you to, to understand. Open uh, your eyes, open your eyes, and once you're cognizant of it, you're going to see this world of ours in this desert, this community, you'll see it in a different way.
0: Well, that's you know, that's, there's a huge catchphrase now, and and people always talk about. Various members of the community being seen, being more visible, and we mm-hmm. and we often don't see certain groups. I think those outdoor workers fall in that category, no matter what other minority or majority they come from. Like we, we don't see that, and yeah. I think it's really important to point that's that a up. great
2: That's a great point. You can be part of a, you can have a, a different thought process or be in a different community, and we talk about not wanting to see them. But these folks are working. They're, they're trying to make a living. So why do we treat them as if they're supposed to be this unseen, that's what third world fucking countries that's are made exactly of. That's exactly right. That's not this country. No. And that's a big part of when I came back from Russia, what had me think when they said, you know, you gotta start a business to, to graduate. And so think of a field that where you'd like to, to make a difference. Where would you start a business where perhaps there's a monopoly In place, and I remember scratching my head. This is before the idea of an electric company or an actual uh, replacement and a transitional business, you know, in electricity. Before I thought of that, I thought, "This is America. We don't have monopolies." Because I saw all of them in Russia, and then all of a sudden my bill came in the mail from Southern California Edison. Yeah. I went, wait a minute, how do I get out of not, this?
0: Not only do we have monopolies, we have state-sanctioned monopolies. We do, don't we? Isn't that wonderful? A business
2: model protected, all right, right?
0: I, I want to I jump in here and, and um, speak specifically about the solar business and about something that just happened, about the change in net metering. Right, right. And, uh, it, again, we're not a political podcast, and I'm, I'm certainly not a political person. However, will you let me? Will you let me <laughs> I do will that? let you. Thank you. I will, I will turn it over to you. But one of the things I'm really angry about, because a, as a meteorologist and an environmental science major, I've always been on the side of the environment, we should be doing more and more things to encourage... The proper use of renewables right. to encourage better, uh, you know, use of our resources and being custodians. Offended. In the last year, we have reduced the net metering to the point where now instead of payback is about seven years now it's, right. it's more like double that or even triple that mm-hmm. for a solar system on an average household right how in the state that is supposed to be the most environmentally conscious state in, this, in the not just in the country really we're supposed to be the most environmentally conscious group on the planet right how do we allow that to happen?
2: Yeah, my head's going to explode with so many paths I can take here. But, but you've hit the crux of, of, the, of the issue. We are living in a state that should really be more open to doing the right thing. We and should
0: be paying people with solar on their rooftops right. far more.
2: So what happened was you have uh, my only competition when people say, who's your local competition? I say, the utility. I have no competition out here. All of those other folks who have installation companies, they're my brethren. They are my ally. They're selling the same thing I am, which is, which is an option of getting away from this legalized monopoly that's been around for 130 years. You know, SCE was given that territory 130 years ago to implement these centralized power plants. 40% of all the carbon that we have in our atmosphere, which is, which is proven, scientifically proven, It's not There's no argument. The the Dems can't argue. The Republicans can't argue. The climate is changing. It is what it is. The climate is changing. Because of carbon in the atmosphere. And 40% of that carbon comes directly from the generation of electricity. So we have ourselves a utility that's generating the electricity. That's how they make their bread and butter. That's how they stay in power. That's how they maintain the monopoly. They don't want to see an alternative. And the only alternative to come and compete against them has been rooftop. Solar. So there's a difference. Not all solar is the same. Rooftop solar. Not these big solar farms. These those giant are products. crap. Absolute fucking crap. They should not be allowed because the only reason why don't, they're being don't mince words, Vince. I I'm want sorry. I know. I know. I'm, I know <laughs> I'm very. am <laughs> being very <laughs> shy and everything. <laughs> I but, no. Okay. I'm Do you I, Somebody I,
1: would speak more directly to yeah, us yeah. about Just what the issues maybe are. M-
2: next week, I'll ask someone else <laughs> to come on and they can talk to you, because I'm very... <laughs> no, I'm we're very, having you back next week, because this is I'm, wildly entertaining. I'm, I'm very
0: closed with... Yes, I know. <laughs> Don't so, do that. So me. the big solar the farms wide. are not the answer. It's the rooftop no, solar yeah, the, that helps the the consumer. Not only... Yes.
2: Because it does two things. It helps the environment and the consumer. Those those fields, those solar fields, they were Johnny-come-lately events, because the utilities want to remain relevant. and And the lowest cost for them to build a new power plant, because that's all solar is. You have a power plant on your roof. If you see it in that way, the utilities know that their lowest cost to build a power plant are those solar fields. But they're using a technology that was made for rooftops. Photovoltaic solar panels were made for small spaces. They weren't made to be laid out in, in big, big fields. So the one outside of Vegas. Right. Yeah, that's is a, that what that is? That's a power tower. It's a different form, but it is the utility that owns it. What it is is those are parabolic uh, mirrors, yeah. and they focus light onto a tower. Onto the tower Got that it. then does the conversion. Exactly. Right. It does a conversion using molten salt, and then that turns into steam, and that turns turbines. Awesome, clean way. But by the way, that damn tower is the least efficient piece of technology, but they put it out there because the utilities were paying for it because they were required to pay for it. Mm. They build solar that is that requires Wires transmission so that it can come to the city centers it's using what we call a, a uh, it's a photovoltaic technology that's supposed to be what we call distributed generation it's it's put up at the site at which you need the energy but they're using it in a field way out to transport they're the only reason they're doing that the only reason
0: because is, they own the transmission that's wise. all
2: that's it the investment in the transition and that remains that's a 30 year investment and it helps them make their quarterlies and it make, helps them remain profitable okay Bullshit. let's step
1: back you were pissed off a minute ago and I stopped me? you from he being pissed off to talk about no it's Vegas.
2: just let's if you get back. me doing this yeah Okay, Uh, what? What were we as far as any of them? Tell me about no the increase
0: in the the the, the the reduction in net metering payback to customers. So the
2: reason they did that was they, they want to be the harbingers and the monopolists in all energy generation. They don't want you to generate energy on your own rooftop. They being the utilities, the big ones, Southern California Edison, Pacific Gas and Electric, San Diego Gas and Electric, and our friends at the IID. And the IID, most indignant group of mothers, and I will not rest until we rip away from them the electric side of their business. They have no right, they are bumblers. They are bumbling because right now they can't put new transmission in to allow new business to come in to the Riverside County portion, even the Imperial County portion, ...of the district that they were given license to about 105 years ago. They can control all the water, which they should. God bless them. They're an irrigation district. But the electric? Right. The only reason why they have control of the electric is that it funds subsidy for their water side. For the water side. It's about 200 and some odd million dollars a year they get from the electric side. But they cannot manage it well. Their transmission is aged and old. And how do you think new transmission can be replaced over there. They're going to raise rates. So all those solar fields that you see out there, Southern California Edison's fields or IID's fields, they're selling you that energy at retail. And ever-increasing retail, it will never come down. But if you have your own power plant on your roof, your own photovoltaic power plant and a battery in the home, you have your own Closed loop. All right, we'll talk about batteries. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. You and I will. Actually, talk we're going to have bat- to talk about batteries. Yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah. but, but I think me. we pre-wired
0: yours anyway. You, th- you did. Okay, good. Uh, my question is this, and I know that you can surmise the answer. Put well, uh, a smile on your, <laughs> on your <laughs> but face. Like, my yeah. question is It's not always a good thing. How? <laughs> I know. I'm wondering
2: where this is going. <laughs> How, How
0: could our state... <laughs> <laughs> How could the administration that professes to be some of the most environmentally conscious group of individuals ever to hold office allow the reduction
2: in the net metering payments? It's one man. It's Gavin Newsom. He wants to become president or vice president, whatever his design is. So he has one more term left as governor. So he has decided he doesn't want to touch this hot button. And by hot button, it would be controlling the utilities. So instead of controlling the utilities, he's kowtowing. And he's allowing. Is it because
0: them. of the contributions that, that go in to, to to elected office? I mean, is oh, is it simply, simply the money that the uh, the uh, all Edison and, and the other utilities the, contribute? The
2: utilities use tens of millions of ratepayer dollars every year to lobby for every type of bill. Or assembly bill or senate bill that will allow them to maintain their monopoly they bring in the uh, international brotherhood of electric workers which are an amazing group of guys wonderful group but they are essentially the um, they're, they're organized labor and they are the henchmen for for the utilities because they well that's where they get the bulk of their work that's where they get the bulk of their work they won't be able like I want them to work on rooftops I want members of the IBEW to be on rooftops getting thousands of hours a year so they can become linesmen and journeymens and they can they can be journeymen rather and they can become that middle class the problem is that the IBEW, they have a requirement I don't care about the money I'll spend the money the hourly I'll pay for talented skilled Uh, IBEW members but the labor union wants me to transition to become an all union shop within a year And I will not do it. And I don't think anyone should be forced. I don't think any private enterprise should be forced to do it. I want to use their members. I want their members on rooftops. I want their members to be skilled at photovoltaic on rooftops. But you
0: don't want the requirement that everyone have to be the member. So right now, the only thing a member can do
2: is go out into a solar field. And stupidly, poor guys are out there every day just shucking a stupid little solar panel. They don't do any real electrical work. They do it for four months, and then they go on unemployment and they collect unemployment from our coffers. When instead, I could have them on Renova rooftops day after day after day doing something interesting and being happy and feeling purposeful. But the IBEW and the Local 440, they're wonderful guys to talk to. They're not being allowed to transition themselves. They expect everyone else around them, the businesses around them, to transition to union. And it's just not its not possible. So, so simplify this for me. It's sure.
1: We all agree we need to do things differently. Yeah. I live in the IID district. Why are they making it so damn hard for me to consider getting solar? Every customer I put on solar doesn't buy
2: electric from them. My cost for solar right now is 12 cents per kilowatt hour. Your costs in the IID for years and years they kept saying, Oh, we have the lowest cost, we're thirteen point seven cents. Anymore. We can not anymore. They're at they're at almost twenty cents. And you're gonna see another increase in I September. Yeah. So we've got them beaten hands down. So I said I have meetings with them and I talk to them, I go, guys, this is stupid. You're not gonna win this one. You need more solar rooftops. Well, okay, all right, we're going to add, uh, like right now, if you were to call into their solar department, there are four wonderful ladies who are there, four, 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 four. <laughs> where even SCE has about 80, there's four at IID, so by the time I install your system and get you connected and ready to go, we're already six to seven months, okay, because they are dragging their feet and they don't want to see solar on that, rooftops. That's that's their competition and they're and they're that worried is, about it. And they're worried about it because they can legitimately see that that 250 million that they're getting in in revenue is is plummeting. So that board is the most that, that is a criminal mafia board. And and I'm saying I'm uh, you're going to have to hear it somewhere. And by the way, they think that by 2033 when their lease expires with the Coachella Valley Water District uh, to lease the CVWD's lines and and land and all that, they think it's a foregone conclusion, the board does, that we're just going to re-up on that lease and let them continue to operate a malignant electric company. And we're not. This is almost 10 years from now, so you're going to see I'm posting the billboard up that's going to have a a countdown clock on it. And it's going to let folks know that in 10 years, and the clock's going to tick down, the lights are going to go out, People have to be aware that that IID is not just the solution to let them continue to bilk money.
1: Has I, our they, representation they, on the board improved
2: at oh, IID? One gentleman is great. Yeah, but by the way, they, they're, all, uh, they're all elected in Imperial Valley, but, the, but 67% of their customers are that's, in Riverside. That's right. Yeah. That's, that's so there's a, that's no one to be elected. And
1: that's what Chad was talking. And that's, about, that's very
2: right? good. Oh, mother of God, look at you go. That's what Chad <laughs> was trying to do, but he got threatened. They threatened him and said, dude, do you still want to be assemblyman? Do you still want to? <laughs> so this is the game. It's all mobster it, shit. It,
0: it's, it's bad stuff. Uh, you yeah, know, but we, I, yeah, we have fun. <laughs> <that's> what, <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> because
2: we're at the corner. And you know what? Go fuck yourself. I mean, you want to. You <laughs> Look at our building. You, hey, this is how you build it through community. You, you build it one day at a time, one rooftop at a time. You build relationships. You, you you show you don't want to hurt anybody. You just want
0: to heal. You guys have been around for a long time, uh, and and when I when I looked at solar, one of the questions I asked was because everybody, my, my one of my biggest concerns was I don't want people drilling holes in my roof. Yeah. You know, no one likes that. uh, No, that's a yeah. And then you know, but every company said, "But we give you a lifetime warranty." Yeah, don't worry about it. Well, but then you have to ask yourself, how long is the lifetime of that company? There you are. Uh, You know, in ten years, if I get a leak, are you guys still going to be right. And that's why I I picked Renova. Thank you. I I knew you guys Ah, were beautiful. Uh, And we have
2: our own roofing division within the company called Renova Roofs. I'm I'm the contractor. I am a C10 electrical contractor, I'm a B licensed general contractor, I'm a C46 solar contractor and I'm a C39 roofing contractor. And it's not easy to get those qualifications. And so internally, what I noticed during the pandemic was a lot of our subcontractors, the roofers and, and such were not around and it was hard to get their attention and to get them on the rooftop. So we started internally. I control all of the process, all of it. I, the only thing I don't do is I don't finance your system and I don't build the solar modules. But I, I, we do everything from... It's an entirely vertically integrated company well, and it's for that very reason. I want everyone to go to bed at night knowing there's a 17-year-plus company that, that is backing them. And when as we open up new territories, the talent we're finding for roofers, for, for uh, Renova Plus is our maintenance division. right. So we do all of our own cleaning in house, and and I love training new you know people who, uh, we had a young man come to us who was a windshield he was a window washer for homes, and he said yeah you know we, for seven years we've been advertising that we clean solar, and I, I really just didn't realize there's that much involved when you're cleaning <laughs> solar. It's like yeah, dude, it's not just a dead piece of window, yeah, you know it's, it's there's it's live the, man, there's, there's stuff, stuff going, going on. on.
0: So yeah, so well I will I will say this, and and, and this is a testament. So we did. We actually had a leak. Okay. One, one puncture point, point. Okay. and within four days, you guys came out and
2: resolved it. So. Good. Where was the leak? Do you recall? Was it in, in one of the rooms, or how did you find out about
0: it? I was taking a nap on the couch, and I noticed a stain on the ceiling Got after it. a not little bit. dripping
2: rain. on your head. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was not. It was,
0: it, it, <laughs> so I was no. like, oh, that's not good. Hey, that's the fun, like, the
2: but fun, fun part, I love going out and having dinner and going to Starbucks because I get nonstop people coming up to me and and I'm not a glutton for punishment. I like to embrace you and kiss you and hug you and say hi. I don't want someone to go motherfucker. What did you do to <laughs> so, my forehead. so so? Yeah, right here. Yeah. So when you get that experience, that experience doesn't it, it, it doesn't just come from the person who's on your roof. It, it's everybody right. above them.
0: Everybody was super responsive. They like awesome. that was that was the last thing they wanted to hear, and they wanted to get it fixed right away. Like yep. let's make this good go away very quickly. Good. Uh, yeah. So so we're drinking. Well, what, what can we do? Cheers to you. To get
2: you don't have any more.
0: To lean into our state representatives.
1: In the last to, to two start, minutes of our podcast, we
0: need to incentivize yeah. people to do this, okay.
2: not the, de-incentivize. So what's going to happen? There's going to be a come to well, Jesus within the next 18 months. Those utilities are going to file for bankruptcy. There will be chapter 11 reorganizations. And at that point, that there's an inflection point where the politicians are going to have to pay attention. There's going to have to be a glide path to taking these companies that have been given these monopolies in large territories, those territories have to be divided up now so that the grids can be more manageable. They're gonna to have to be privatized, and along those grids, wherever you have indigenous wind or geothermal or solar, those, those micro grids will have to power that mini grid. That's what you're gonna see within the next 18 months. That's Because right now, so they, they did NEM 3.0. What does that mean? NEM stands for net metering. 2.0 was giving you about 75% of the value uh, as a credit for the clean energy you were putting onto the grid when you weren't using it at your home. Right Now it went down to 5%. So they're not giving you any value, it's, but it, they're using it and they're selling right. it to your neighbors at retail. Right. And they're profiting from it. So
0: what are they selling it for?
2: Uh, oh God, uh, we're at 28 cents average Dude, now. The average for 28 Cal- cents and 28. They're, they're buying it for? For five to five, six, five, cents. six cents. So I mean, it's ridiculous. So that's and what they're and they're making enough money at that. Every day they're coming up with a new scheme. It's it's time it's as time a meteorologist,
0: can- as someone who works in environmental science, I get is asked all the time about climate change and what we can do. And this is where it needs to happen. It's rooftops. We need, it's individuals. We need to make the utilities more responsive. We need to incentivize people to put solar on their rooftops in places like Southern California. I grew up in a household. We were on the East Coast. We had a solar hot water system in the 1970s. My dad was in the solar hot water business for a while. He was yeah. a mechanical engineer. Okay. But so and he it, gets it. And, and we were in a place where you got 40% sunshine. Right. You know, Virginia's not a, a, a sunny place like, you know, Southern like California. Him. Right. But it was still doable then in the 70s. Yeah. And now with the technology, right. it is so doable in places like this. Yep. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's just big money. How, and how, it's okay, how it's often
2: crumbling. have you
1: been asked to run for office? In the uh, it, yeah, once in a while it comes would up. Would it ever
2: happen? Never. It can't. It can't. I would I've appreciate got too much work it if work to you do. didn't. <laughs>
1: Because yeah. you say things that are politicians Oh, I would definitely I
2: dropped the F bomb on stage, forget about it. Nobody would vote for me. you kidding me. I'd vote for you. <laughs> yeah, I'd vote right. for you twice. <laughs> I'd uh, yeah.
0: No, you say, I'm, <laughs> I'm registered in several places, so <laughs> exactly. it's okay. You no, know, you so can't. It's possible. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That is hey, a total we've, joke. We've got one minute left, but I want to ask you this <laughs> Community is
1: possible. important to you. Yes. Where do you see the ballot right now? I actually see we're gonna
2: we're gonna bloom again we have we have another bloom coming folks uh get ready Uh, the housing the value of the house it didn't just go up willy-nilly without any reason there are people who want to live out here they recognize this the value of our community and you're just gonna see we're not gonna see a housing drop out here like we used to see that would follow a drop in the city centers Mm -hmm. we're ours our Housing is going to increase, and I've been following that, and I've been following it because my mom and dad, you know, my mom is on this nonstop, and, and, and so what I see is an absolute uptick in population. And um, it's getting younger, too. And it's getting younger. I'm seeing that as, a, as a, an employer. Yes. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting younger and more talented, and we we're hiring a marketing director, and we've got some insanely talented people who want to live here and and so god bless us i think i think we're going to see uh, the next 3 4 years we're going to see a real explosion it, in and Vince growth. what
1: an amazing company what thank you, you what you've done for the valley is pretty phenomenal the way you've put a message out there that we all need to hear we've only just begun
0: yeah well yeah. we've only scratched the surface with you but we didn't get to talk about the, the, IID. the, the charitable work <laughs> next time
2: we won't drink <laughs> no no can, i well, think maybe we'll have, 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 more. Some, maybe more have some more before <laughs> more
0: uh, uh, first of all i want to really thank you for Thanks. your refreshing Thanks. Man. Honest, thank you. Uh, I, I you
2: apologize know. about the swear words. No. I know it, it upsets people,
0: and I, I don't. The, I, I should be. The nice thing about a way. podcast is people choose to listen, and, and there's no FCC, and there's, well, and well, you know, we want this. Randy and I of... both want this to be, and John, our producer, want this to be an open forum. And uh, seriously, very refreshing to to hear if it inspired a, a very anyone. take.
2: If it's inspired, or if you've got more questions, you all know where I am. You literally can see my office on that corner of Cook and Hovely. Love the. Come campus. on by. We'll we'll invite you in. It would be fun to actually. We should do. If it's possible to do a remote or something from that facility, I don't know if you ever do things like that. We can work that out. I Absolutely. would love to. I would love to invite Big you. Conversations
1: over there. at Renova.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's the next podcast. <laughs> that's the next
2: podcast. Well, people want to know. People want to see what's behind the wall, and I appreciate that. And, I, and it's a wide open space. Well,
0: I think your transparency Thanks. again is 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 something special and remarkable, and we <laughs> really really appreciate it. Thank you. On behalf of my co-host and sidekick Randy Florence, our guest Vince Battaglia from Renova Energy and Of course, our producer, engineer, and man of all trades, John McMullen. We appreciate you joining us for Big Conversations Little Bar. We thank Skip, our host here at Little Bar. And we'll be transitioning to summer hours, but we're still going to be churning out good content. So keep it tuned right here, bigconversationslittlebar.com. I'm Patrick Evans. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to Big Conversations Little Bar. Join Randy and Patrick next time as we keep the conversation going right here on Big Conversations, Little Bar.